Show is brought to you by our friends at Revital Outdoors, wanting you to enjoy the outdoors comfortably with premium CBD products that help give you your competitive edge back. CBD sports cream, CBD gummies, CBD soft gels are all 100% THC-free, recommended by the pros like Mark Menendez, Terry Bolton, Shaw Grigsby, Brian New, and more. Plus, all their products come with a money-back guarantee. Check out RevitalOutdoors.com. Use code ANGLERSCHANNEL20 for 20% off your order and get out there and make memories that will last a lifetime. Also, make sure you go to anglerschannel.com, click on the contest button, hit the Revital Outdoors fishing giveaway. It's a $2,500 fishing giveaway with products from our friends from Strike King, Loose, Seaguar, Tackle Warehouse, Rod Glove, Costa, and more. But you can't win if you don't play. So go to anglerschannel.com, click on contest, hit the Revital Outdoors fishing giveaway, get signed up today. Thanks for listening to the Angler's Channel Insider Podcast. Welcome in, folks. Special edition of the Angler's Channel Insider Podcast coming up for you tonight. Uh, With all the recent changes in Major League Fishing with the Pro Circuit and now the Invitationals, uh, the different things that are going on there. A lot of questions have been asked. A lot of things have been brought to our attention. And to be frank, a lot of rumors going around out there. And so... We decided to stop speculating, stop guessing, and stop, you know, asking all the wrong people the wrong questions. And we went, if you've listened to prior shows or prior show, you've heard that I've reached out to Joe Opager, the media relations director for Major League Fishing. And I've asked for someone who is knowledgeable of these changes and things that are going on. And uh, I was very blunt. I said, Joe, it could be you. It could be charity. It could be anybody. Whoever you think is best suited to do this, that's who I want to talk to. And they came back to us and they said that uh, we've got you somebody. And, uh, well, it's the big man himself, Mr. Boyd Duckett. So Boyd is about to join us here. He's going to come on the show. I've got some questions from you guys, the listeners. Some of you have chimed in and uh, and asked a few questions. Uh, we'll pose those to him. We'll also pose some other questions. So it's just going to be a uh, basically a. It's not a hate you know deal. It's not a you know we're not bashing anybody or anything. We're just trying to get to the bottom of the story, find out what's going on where, and uh, and, and you know. And, and get the right answers, right? You know, like my mom used to always say, you got to hear it from the horse's mouth. Well, that's what we're going to do. We've reached out to him. Joe has set us up with Boyd. Uh, we're going to talk to him here in just a minute. And hopefully, hopefully, we'll get some answers. Y'all check it out. Welcome to the Angler's Channel Insider Podcast, presented by Sportsman's Warehouse, your fishing and outdoor store. This week's show is brought to you by Ranger Boats, still building legends one at a time. Now, here is your host, Chris Brown. Welcome in, folks. Special edition of the Angler's Channel Insider Podcast, kind of a Friday afternoon edition uh, thanks to our buddy Joe Opager with Major League Fishing. We're excited to welcome in to talk about some of the things going on at MLF. We're excited to welcome in, uh, well, the head guy in charge, 
Boyd, welcome to the show. What everybody knows you're affiliated with Major League Fishing. Everybody knows you're a professional angler. What is your official job title, so to speak, with Major League Fishing? President and CEO. President and CEO of Major League Fishing. So obviously we're talking to you now. You're in your office there at uh, Duckett Fishing. But I mean, how do you manage all your other companies, Major League Fishing, and being a Bass Pro Tour angler? If you've noticed, my fishing has suffered greatly from that. I, I wasn't going to say anything, but I mean, I just just asking the question. So, yeah, you know, it's uh, I'm kind of, I'm a dinosaur from that perspective. Uh, I fished my whole life, but I've worked my whole life. I've always generally owned multiple companies at the same time. Um, you know, Major League Fishing, and you know, Gary and I started that 10, 11 years ago, and and so. Um, you know, having kind of put that business together, it's also what I enjoy the most. One of the things I enjoy the most is, you know, the opportunity, man, it's hard. You guys know, man, tournament fishing's hard. It's a hard from a, on the business side. It's hard to run a tournament trail, limited revenue in the space, and then try to find a way to make it better for anglers. Um, it's not the business I make, you know, it's, I didn't get in it to make money because I have businesses that are way better than right. the tournament fishing space, obviously, you know, right. anybody that's ever been in it will tell you that, but, but it's what I enjoy the most. And so, uh, it's, it's where I spend the majority of my time and I do my best to keep up with everything else. Sure. Sure. Understand. Yeah. All right, so back on uh, about well, about ten days ago, on the thirteenth of the month, you guys introduced the formation of a new qualifying series, the MLF Invitationals. I guess the biggest question is why? What's why do away with the pro circuit and bring in this new qualifying circuit? What? Why? I guess that's that's the biggest question that we get. Right. So the time scenario really, but uh, you know. Long before this introduction, the first step was to analyze uh, the pro circuit and how it fit into the space of professional bass fishing. So, you know, that goes into even early in the year. Uh, and it's in, you know, the most on, uh, the, the honest answer that I have for you is exactly what the truth is. There's not room in the space of professional bass fishing for three professional tours. There's really not room in this space for two professional tours. Okay. If, if our sport is going to be successful as every other successful professional sport, you can't have five leagues. There's, there's one PGA, there's one NFL, there's one NASCAR, you know, and so we are living through the evolution of that quite honestly. So, so certainly having three in the space, we wanted to be able because we're all anglers and we love anglers and i would like to have everyone that wants to fish professionally I, you know there's a place in my heart that would love to have space for that but it's just not economically possible and and really we responded to our fans and and our sponsors uh that you know it's too much to keep up with Gotcha. And, and so that, that so that's really what it is. It's two things. It's not those weren't even together. I spent most of the year uh, evaluating and responding to fans and sponsors about the pressures of having the three tours 
from a sponsorship perspective, there's not money in the space. The sponsors don't want that pressure. It, it doesn't fit. I agree with that. So that was really the first decision. After that ended, then we had to move to do we do we do you know what Bass is currently doing and take them through the opens, which for us would be the Toyota Series. Right. We have a lot more events, twice as many, so it makes it a little more complicated mm-hmm. with six divisions where they only have three. How do you qualify them? Then we got to thinking about the fact that for new anglers coming in uh, to to either pro level elite series or bass pro tour you know what what are those anglers up against you know and you know how many years do you fish the opens before you make it we all know there's there's not much media coverage if any there not a whole lot of media coverage at toyota series either with the exception of the championship we are different than that it does have a championship but but there there's nothing in other words it's really hard right until you make one of the two tours it's hard to it's hard to survive so kind of we got to thinking what if we had a qualifying series that was a reasonably high pay series we could still offer uh some live stream and even and, and then and we looked at all these things individually as the business model the first thing was to build out the invitationals and and with a good entry fee and a good payout so that guys stood to make money if they could catch them. I mean, the top of the field is is really what you're talking about now when you're talking about, um, you know, qualifying events. Mm-hmm. How do those top 30 guys, which, you know, 10 a year is coming in, you know, right. how do those guys make it through that two or three or four year process, which is pretty normal, you know, for all of us. So how do they make it? So that was the thought. Then we took it a next step and we said, well, can we sell enough live stream to, and what's the revenue for that? And, you know, so that we can provide live stream for it. It does provide a platform for those new up and coming anglers. And then we figured out how to do that financially where it was at least break even. Then we took it one, then we had a a separate, you know, I tried to, I tried to uh, compartmentalize these decisions. It's not all rolled together. So that then you look at television, you say, well, now that we've run this live stream, can you take that footage, create an edited product, and right. can you sell it for more than cost and provide an additional platform for these qualifying individuals? So that's what we went through, and that's how we landed with what you see. And I think it's unique. It's never really existed before. It's always been you know, that open Toyota series level. And uh, so, I mean, I think it's pretty cool to sort of have that high pay qualifying series. So what's been the reaction from pro circuit guys to this new, you know, invitational format? Because, I mean, I'm thinking about guys that have been doing this. Well, two sides of the coin, guys have been doing this forever, fishing a pro circuit forever, may not want to go to the Bass Pro Tour, but they want to fish the four-day events. They've been, they fished FLW forever. And then I look at guys like like a Laker Howell, right? That's fished, that's trying to fish almost every Toyota Series event that's there, trying to get to the pro circuit, right? I know he would love to be at Bass Pro Tour one day, so this may be up his level. But I mean, it's just, I just feel like there's, you know, these changes. What, what are the guys saying about it? What are their thoughts to you guys? Well, I'm sure that there's disappointment for the pro circuit guys in that the pro circuit went away. Right. The 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 in the bass fishing industry is like the open. 
it can't, you know, it, it can't afford to, to, uh, you know, to manage three tours. There, there's not the, there's not the sponsorship available to right. make that work. So that, that's really, so when you start at that point, you know, that's a bad answer. It's not a good answer for guys that, you know, want to have more pro tours out there. I mean, it's, uh, it's not in the cards. It's not economically possible. So I don't know how to answer that under that. I don't have any good answer for that, but <laughs> it is not a convert. You know, there is no good answer. You know, sure. I, I feel for every one of them. Well, you know, when, when Bass Pro Tour started and I know major league fishing with the cups and the things that you guys have been doing for years, but then Bass Pro Tour started, I, I want to say part of the, 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 you know, media out there, the things that were mentioned about it were anglers having a voice in, in, in this stuff, right? I mean, anglers being able to vote or talk about this. Was any of this shot out across any BPT guys or pro circuit anglers before these, you know, before these changes were made? Did any of those guys have any say in any of this or have any, any thoughts or question about it at all? Well, it, it didn't affect the Bass Pro Tour guys. We're very interactive with our Bass Pro Tour guys. We have a, you know, the, the Major League Fishing Angler Association. Right. You're familiar with that. Uh-huh. Uh, and, uh, and that's actually Gunnersville-based. Uh, that's the association that the anglers developed. Um, there are eight board members. Each have 10 constituents. Constant communication there. One of the Zoom calls, one of the team calls I had today <laughs> was with the with the anchor group, you know, on, on keeping up. So sure. we're extremely active there, but, but that's only for Bass Pro Tour and the Bass Pro Tour anglers. Yeah. But I mean, uh, you look at Mike O'Neill, who's won the PC angler of the year last two years. I mean, you've got a lot of BPT guys that fish the pro circuit or have, excuse me. So, yeah, we have had, and I would assume we'll continue to have some of those guys fish the invitationals. Part of how the invitationals were built are built Bass Pro Tour friendly. Gotcha. In that you can fish all of them, any number of them. So, so really, when uh, like I say, it's a it's a two step mental process. You know, when the when the pro circuit goes away, it no longer exists. That's sort of where we were in our head. We went through that process first. Right. Then, hey, what can we build over here that not only provides uh, you know a good opportunity for qualifying for Bass Pro Tour. But how does it also help our Bass Pro Tour anglers? That's where the Bass Pro Tour anglers got involved. Once that existed, then we worked together with the with the uh, angler board to figure out. Because, I mean, let's face it, it's kind of weird when you think about you, you can fish one, two, three, four, five. You know that, But that was what the Bass Pro Tour anglers wanted the ability to have more events, you know, some wanted two more, some want six more, some want three more. And so we really built that around uh, our highest level of competition. Our top pros are our number one priority from a, uh, you know, from a tournament standpoint, which is why they, um, you know, why they have priority to all that. Gotcha. Was this a, uh, a, a decision internally or was this something from, Maybe some pro circuit guys that came to y'all say, "Hey, can we, you know, can we look at something like this?" Or is this something that you guys came up with all on your own internally? No, pure, purely internal. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I was looking through the press release, and so it looks like 150 angler field, three days, five fish, weigh-in format. Not going to zero the final day or anything. Everybody, it's three day cumulative weight, right? 
Okay. Correct. All right. Um, top 50 go the third day. Those top 50 will get paid, obviously. Uh, these anglers for the for these six invitationals, are they coming out of – I mean, it says it – Invitational, is it an invite-only deal? I mean, is it? are we looking at the guys that – obviously the guys that, that are in ProSucre right now have the opportunity to get there, right? That's correct. So so basically to fill the field uh, year one, we, we're going to take those that would have requalified, even though that circuit you know, is right. no longer in existence – uh, we wanted to offer those guys the first opportunity to fish the uh, invitationals, so those qualified anglers will get the first invites. Okay. All right. To, to, yeah, I think that fully answers your question. Oh yeah, yeah, and, and I and I assume if you don't have 150, then the rest will come from Toyota Series. Yeah. So actually, the way to the full rundown. I'm sorry, you might have asked that. That's okay. Gave That's you a all short right. answer. Okay. That's okay. So so the full process is we'll go back to all of those that would have qualified had there have continued to be a pro circuit. So that's 90 guys okay. uh, from the pro circuit. Uh, then we come back to, then we, the next step is we take 15. We always have, uh, which are lifetime AOI average, mm -hmm. which got us to one Oh five. I'm doing this math out loud. So don't, so okay. I might screw it up. It's all right. Uh, then, then we go. Yeah, that's all right. Then we go to our to our Toyota Series standard qualifying, which is thirty guys. It's the top five from six divisions. Mm -hmm. um, so that would get us to what one one thirty five. One thirty five. One thirty five. Yeah. So, so I've all. Yep. So I've actually I've already screwed the math up because. <laughs> uh, let me think about that. I've already screwed the math up. I think in total we have 123 that would have been previously qualified. So what I've done is taken – it must be top 80 plus the 15. Okay. All right. I haven't read that in a while. It's all right. Top 80 plus the 15. I know that we have yeah, so we have 123 that, that will get the first invitations. All may not take it, probably won't. Right. But that's step one is to use the, the existing uh, Toyota Series plus the previous Pro Circuit qualifying process. That totals 123. That also includes international champion, BFL All-American champion, Toyota Series champion, and maybe one more. Uh, so that's how we get there. Gotcha. gotcha. Then the next phase, we go to the back Pro Tour guys that want to fish all six invitationals. Okay. That would be the next set of invitations. Gotcha. Gotcha. Then the, then the next step, we go to Bass Pro Tour guys that want to fish any number of them on what's left. Okay. All right. Then if that didn't fill, if for some reason we're not full at that point, then we would go back down our previous list of pro circuit anglers out of respect for those guys. Gotcha. Gotcha. Then, if that didn't fill, <laughs> to fully answer your question, we would then go past fifth in the Toyota Series per division. Gotcha. Okay. All right. So, that was. Oh, th th this is. This is. These are questions that 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 we get hit up with. You'd be surprised. Heck yeah. I mean, people people uh, look at fully, this and yeah, and, and get it. 
I get text messages and phone calls and, and everything else wanting to know how to get there and how they get to that number. And what, so what will be the qualifying? So invitation to 2023, how do you stay in them for 2024? Uh, top 75 stay in. Okay. And then we would, then we, uh, then we bring in the 30, invitations that qualify through Toyota series. Right. Then we open up to Bass Pro Tour anglers that want to fish all six. Well, then we just finish the process I gave you. Right. So is yeah. it is it is it only BPT anglers that can cherry pick events or can anybody That's cherry pick? Correct. Oh, just BPT. Okay. Just BP. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. That makes sense. Um so you have to so Going back in the opens, I, I know this is a win and you're in type of deal for the Red Crest. In the opens, right? This year you fish in the Southerns, you win one, you gotta fish all three to go to the classic, right? Is it the same way for Red Crest? Or if I if I go to the first one and win, can am, am I can I just can I just take the rest of the year off and just and just show up for Red Crest then? Yes, you can. Okay. All right. So what's the incentive to keep the field full throughout the year? Well, you would have uh, – you mean like if you were an invitational angler and you won? Yeah. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess you – if you only wanted to – if your goal was only to make Red Crest, I guess you would be uh, – well, you would have already made deposits for six events. That's true. Okay. So, so you'd lose some money there in, in that you'd probably lose your last deposit. I guess it's no different than quitting any tour. Uh, I guess you could quit. I don't expect <laughs> that would happen, but it could. Well, and if it's that, yeah, and it's a stupid yeah. question, but somebody's going to ask me. I just you yeah, know, I, I got exactly right. I got to get it out there. Question. So yeah, I guess it'd be just like Bass Pro Tour. If we uh, if, if we came up, uh, if an angler quit mid season, uh, then then uh, we would pull up the next angler in the points angler of the year race from the invitationals is how we would fill that field. So, okay. So we would do the same thing. We would take another entry, the next in line to get that field to one fifty. Okay. Um, the current, the, does anything change from the pro circuit guys that have qualified currently for BPT for 2023? Does anything change with those guys that have already finished the pro circuit season in the title? No. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so, those ten guys, those ten qualifiers come in and will be making a cut. Uh, you know, um, here shortly. I think that press release is either gone or, as far as the who the invitation, or maybe it go. No, it goes Tuesday. Okay. Yeah, I hadn't I seen that one. I hadn't seen that one yet. And I, I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna back up really quick. I should have mentioned this the first to show, but um, Joe Opager is probably one of your best assets there at MLO. Well, I've known him for a long time. He's dealt with us. He deals with me and all of my bullshit. So uh, yeah. just great, great guy. You, you got a good guy there, and he he lets yeah, he us is. in on some of this stuff. I've got the invitational schedule in front of me as well and, um, you know, a little bit ahead of time. But so we're staying at 80 for Bass Pro Tour. Any, any plans to increase that field size at all, or we're going to always stay at that 80 for right now? Um, you know, currently on the radar, stay at 80. Okay. All right. Kenneth? Oh, David's got a question. Go ahead, buddy. Sorry. All right. No, just because uh, you, you, uh, you got done talking about um, qualification from, from the invitations to 
the Bass Pro Tour, but uh, per the press release, uh, it's eight spots for next year versus 10 from this past year. So what did the other two spots for Bass Pro Tour qualification go to, I guess? What happened in those two spots? So those spots would stay at Bass Pro Tour. And what we were really trying to do with this series is just kind of match the industry standard 10% cut rate. You know, that's that's really where the same same place the Elite Series is, is a 10% cut. So so that's all, just matching that with, with eight coming in. Yep. Okay. All right. Uh, invitational field, it's a, it's a hard cap at 150, right? Yes. Okay. If um, looking ahead at Red Crests, um, you get guys like, you know, BPT anglers that come in. If, the, if a BPT angler wins an invitational – and then at the end of the BPT season, he's in the top 30 or 35, whatever it is, for, for Redcrest, and they double qualify, so to speak. Where does that next spot go? Where where does that entry pull from for Redcrest? Uh, is it BPT or is it Invitationals? Uh, BPT. Almost all of our double qualifiers in the whole system favors the, our highest level, which is Bass Pro Tour, and always will. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Kenneth? Um, so, you know, it looks to me the, the, the obvious thing here is the invitationals. The whole purpose there is to really kind of prepare or get guys prepared to potentially enter into the BPT, which is your highest, highest level at this point. Is there any, uh, any thought or ideas to maybe trying to introduce some of that catchway and release format that's currently in BBT in, into the invitationals to help better prepare some of these guys? That's a, a great question. You know why it's a great question? Because we are currently discussing that. <laughs> so, so, so yes, that's been on our mind. It is it is quite a change to go from five fish limit, which you know we're the biggest in the world at running five fish limit tournament tournaments, obviously with all the you know MLF five stuff, and that change from there to every fish counts is quite a changeover. We don't have any plans currently, Kenneth. But I will tell you that we are discussing because, you know, we like all of it. it. You know, I mean, we we sort of came into the space 10 years ago with a really different format. And we like five fish limit formats. We love catch, weigh, and release. I really like, um, I, you know, I mean, this is not off the topic because it's in it. But I think that catch, weigh, release five is something that we would really like to accomplish. Yeah. Be, yeah, because we still have a format that the majority of anglers that fish love, which is a five fish limit, and still give us the opportunity to really to immediately release them for all the obvious reasons. And that's not to say that as an industry, anybody's done anything wrong because they haven't. But as time goes on, I think we all agree that if we can catch way and immediately release them, that is an advantage for our fisheries. So. Uh, so we're working towards trying to find a way to do that. Okay. For uh, kind of a backup to that, um, from a business standpoint, how much more, um, how much more is it on the business to actually have the extra people on hand in order to do the catchway release and try, and is that part of maybe the potential issue in implementing that further than what, what you already are? It is because you have to have, uh, you need to have well-trained officials. You have to have, uh, you know, you have to have all the iPads for accurate score and that score information gets put in. We run a real time product 
I mean, as you know, Valley Bat is, is is one of our sponsor sponsors angle of the year, and and is becoming a you know as time goes on a larger sponsor. Um, we would love to see the day when professional bass fishing you know could be wagered as other sports are. The only way any of those things are po- possible is to be real time. I mean, actual in real time. So yeah, it's it's uh it, that's the hard part is how do you run a BFL event and, and have a have a trained official at that level nationally. So, you know, other things have to be created to make that possible. And, but I will tell you that we are neck deep in that creation process of making that available. So, you know, I, I can't disclose specifically what that is for obvious reasons, but, uh, it's, but it's, yes, it's just us, boy. Safe. Nobody's, nobody's listening. It's just the four of us. No, it's, 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 it's okay. Just us. Just, yeah. It's just us. Just yeah. us. I got you. It's all just good. Us. <laughs> um, the, you know, we were, we were actually talking about this, uh, the other night and we looked back at, uh, at, you know, FLW in the cup and the title. And I look back at, you know, my buddy Brad Knight in 2015, the last guy to win a half million dollars, you know, at a championship. Brian Thrift, the last guy to win a cup when it was still FLW. And now Spencer Sheffield, the last guy to win a title after only three years. I mean, any feedback from guys about not having a championship for the Invitationals? Well, the Invitationals are not a tour and weren't designed to be a tour. That's why I kind of tried to walk this through correctly. Right. The decision earlier in the year was there isn't, you know, room in the space. We're not going to stress our sponsors and quite honestly fans. I mean, you look by the by the live stream ratings and television ratings, the more you put on it, the pie gets divided. Sure. It did it didn't work and there's not room. So, uh once that decision was made, then it's a complete new open-minded how do we create this qualifying series and what does it look like and and it by no means is a tour it's six great high pay invitationals and that's what it's designed to be okay what is the um talk about qualifying what is the current because i know it's changed a little bit possibly but for bass pro tour what is the current way to basically stay in that top 80 i mean is it is it two-year average three-year average what what is your current deal right now for like going into 2023 okay so what it it's the same as it's always been but you don't know what that is and it's possible that's not on our website i guess i assumed it was uh and it's probably it may not be but uh so here's what we do so we take the top 65 in points okay then they're safe and they're in. Okay. Then 66 through 70th. So so 15 guys are cut. Right. 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 The next five, 66 through 70th, come back on lifetime AOY. Okay. And that's what creates 66 through 70th. And that kind of protects, you know, Kevin Van Dam has a single bad season or, or, or any of the branded pros that we would like to see stay in the space. Gotcha. Gotcha. Then 71st through 80th are cut. And, and, uh, and currently because of this year, 10 anglers will come in as pro circuit qualifiers. Remember that I said all double qualifications will always go back to Bass Pro Tour. So if we have a retirement, that means 71st guy is safe. If there's a double qualifier, 
in the invitationals, for instance, then that would create another spot. So, yeah, I think what you're bringing in seven this year, David, is that right? Seven, seven coming year. in, seven from from because uh, yes, you've got Michael Neal, Dakota, and um, one other that's already that that's already qualified, right? Justin Lucas, Lucas. Justin Lucas, yeah, Justin Lucas already qualified. So, okay, no, that that makes sense. When you say lifetime AOI, let me just make sure we understand that lifetime as far as a BPT angler, or is this yes. okay? All right, yep. all right, because I mean, you're, it's, we're only what in our fourth season, fourth season, fourth season. So, fourth season. Okay, um, I, I'm I'm curious. Uh, you know, some of those guys on the BP tour that may be struggling a little bit, maybe kind of know that they've been. Be maybe borderline on AOI in the coming years. I wonder how many of them are talking Neil into fishing these all these invitationals. I imagine it, most of them help, help create another spot for these BPT guys. Instead. Yeah, 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 yeah. I hear you. I don't know that, but yeah, he's but on the tear. Be, yeah, yeah. And in that qualifying process, I just I just went through that with you uh, for next year. Right. When I talked about you know seventy five stay. I let you know when we talked about 23 qualification towards 24 for Bass Pro Tour. You know, on the invitationals, the eight guys that are cut from Bass Pro Tour have an automatic berth. So that would be the next eight on top of the 75. We left that out when we were calculating. Gotcha. Right. So they have a guaranteed position, a guaranteed invite right. uh, back to Bass Pro Tour. Okay. Give them a chance to make it back in. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Guys, anything else on the invitationals real quick while we're here? I, I, I like the way you put it because I mean you prefaced this just a minute ago with saying it's it's not a tour. And that makes a lot of sense when you say it that way. It's not a tour, it's strictly a qualifying a way to qualify for the Bass Pro Tour. It's not a tour. Because everybody looks at a series of you know, a schedule of events like this and they would automatically go to it being a tour and thinking like that, especially coming out of the pro circuit. So that, that kind of clears a few things up for me anyway, David, Kenneth, what about you guys? Same. Yeah. You know, I, I think you're right. And you, you know, you look at the other, you know, you look at Toyota series, obviously Toyota series has this championship. It, it's, it's its own individual deal. Guys that want to fish that level can fish that level, not having to worry about. They might not even care to to advance to BPT. It's not even on their radar. You know, these guys have good full time jobs. The Toyota Series fits their schedule perfectly well. It, you know, the, the championship's a, a great paying championship. That you look at the Toyota Series on its own, and it's a great opportunity for anglers all by itself. Mm-hmm. You know, BFL's kind of the same way. You've got the All American that you qualify for. If if you don't have the desire to go anything beyond that. Just looking at that individually is still a great opportunity for a lot of anglers. Yep, and that and that that's exactly right. And this is different than that. Yeah, yeah. So and, and it's not and it's not going to be for everybody. It, it's no. it, it will be a select group of anglers. Uh, you're not talking about a lot of anglers, so it's it's guys that are really you know and and there's a lot of them out there. There's a lot of guys trying to get to the top level of fishing. That's what that's geared towards. It is purely geared for guys that. Are tr- that want to make a living fishing and it provides an opportunity while they're getting there to get sponsor exposure and make big checks it, it, it that's what it is it's it's not for it you're exactly right that's a great way to say it it isn't for everybody it's for guys that want to be professional anglers yep all right so we 
in our last podcast, we kind of opened this up to uh, to our listeners and the public and say, hey, you know, we don't know who we're going to talk to yet, but we're going to talk to somebody, hopefully with some knowledge. Obviously, we've got that. So we've had some folks kind of write in a few questions and send us some stuff and um, just a few things. Some are invitational related, some some are not. But um, if you've got just a few more minutes, we'll, we'll read a couple of these and kind of get your thoughts on them uh, as well. But uh, one of them is talking about the Bass Pro Tour. Um, why are these still six-day events? What's the premise behind a six-day event versus taking 80 guys and fishing four days, you know, with a cut down to 10? Yeah, uh, and, and that, that's a that's really a good question. One thing that it does is it provides us uh, with our format. It provides us just 40 boats a day on the water, and with 10, uh, 10 camera coverage, it gives us an opportunity to cover those anglers. So the media opportunity for the pros are doubled, you know, see, by right. having – 40 day 40 boat fields that's one of the big advantages another thing it does is it offers us six days of live stream which gives a tremendous media opportunity and all six days are uh it's it's amazing what you know the live stream numbers we're reaching now even over that long six, six day event so we're seeing an evolution. I mean, when you, you know, I certainly am. And, you know, I look at, I started traveling or leaving the house. I won't call myself a pro, but <laughs> I tried to be. I was traveling to pay a big entry fee starting in 1977 oh, wow. when I was 17 years old. And, and to watch, you know, what, what I believe the sport could be then compared to what it has evolved into. And I think that our future, and, and we're big in linear delivery with all of our television products. You know, we're, you know, eight, whatever it is, you know, 850 or 60 hours of television programming now. We're on four, you know, all year, every quarter, a lot of networks. But, but live stream has grown and grown and grown. Mm -hmm. And I think that I'm seeing that now is probably the evolution of our future. Uh, you know, whether it's live stream to a network, you know, or, or live stream to our site or live stream to a lot of sites, you know, there's tons of opportunities there or even re-airs, you know, where we might be on a, you know, a Hulu or a Netflix and, you know, offer you know, MOTV, you know, right. it's a product, MOTV, all kinds of good. But I think collectively and cumulatively, we will see our live stream viewers exceed our television viewers. I think we're, we're living through watching that evolution. So I told you that whole story because that also tells you why we really like six days to live stream. It, it, it promotes what I, what we see as a growing market. How just out of curiosity, what's your fall off from a Friday live stream to a Saturday live stream? I was like Monday through Friday. I mean, everybody's at the office, you know, cheating, watching MLF. What's it on a Saturday or a Sunday when guys are out actually fishing? How bad is how yeah. bad is it, does it fall off for you? Yeah, that is interesting, and and we do see a fall off. I think part of what, the, the better the bigger fall off because it's not significant, but you're also down to knockout round and championship round. Right. The way that the better question or or the better data is when because we have been all different times of the week. You know when we build our schedule. If we start on a Saturday, so we catch Saturday and Sunday on the front end, we'll see a 25% fall off. Gotcha. 
you don't see it if it's on the back side, but you see it on the front side, which which the other way to look at that is if if your last two days in during the week, you probably have a 25% increase, right? That's right. really, you know, that's the other way to look at it. Sure, sure. Okay. Um, looking back, what are some of the obstacles MLF faced in starting your feeder system that led to the path of buying up FLW and using that setup? Uh, you know, the, it, it, most businesses are grown by opportunity. Most all the other ones that I either own or have owned and, and built a lot of times your best laid plans are not the, your best opportunity because a lot of it is just opportunity, you know, that, that comes, uh, you know, businesses, uh, that straight narrow path that you designed day one turns into a million winding roads. Mm -hmm. You know, that you guys do it. You know, right. so, but uh, but when when FLW when the opportunity uh, for us to buy FLW came, that answered a lot of questions for us. It also gave us the opportunity uh, to get involved with our brand at all levels of bass fishing, which we were very interested in. We had plans to do that anyway, and it cured a lot of that growth. Um, so I don't know if that answers your question. It sort of it sort of solved the problem for us sure. when that opportunity came up. Uh, another one, uh, real quick. In five years, will you look back and still think it was a good idea to purchase FLW and now basically kill off its top tier level tournaments and championship, and possibly minimize the accomplishments that uh, that they've had in those I assume anglers in in that circuit. Well, really what we've done is we've taken what MLF was and what FLW was, and we've blended it into one company. Mm -hmm. That's really what it is. So what we have is every level uh, it, that exists, it, there just aren't duplicates. We still have everything we, that FLW always had. It's just really Bass Pro Tour has become what once was the FLW tour. Right. right. That's really what's happened. Okay. All right. And, um, of course, these are just some rumors here, but is there a rumor that you guys are getting rid of uh, boat officials? No, we'll, we're not getting rid of boat officials. Okay. All right. I don't know where that one came from, but. Have uh, to have boat officials. Well, the we, only shift where, where right now we take absolutely all of our boat officials really right around the Tulsa area. We're trying to expand that because, look, we get hundreds of phone calls from people all over that want to be boat officials or participate in that program. Of course, it's it requires training and all of those things. We are looking at expanding that so that we have regional groups of boat officials. It, it should be somewhat more efficient. They'll be from the area and allow you know participation from a lot of these people that want to do that. Okay. So that's probably where that came from. But no, no, no plan at all to get rid of boat officials. We couldn't function. Are current boat officials paid at all for their time? Or is this just a volunteer uh, thing? Just our leads, but they're volunteers. Okay. Yeah, we have some lead guys, but yeah, it's a volunteer thing. Okay. All right. Yep. Um, let's see. I got one more here. And uh, being a former classic champ and longtime elite angler, it seemed like when MLF started, there was quite a bit of animosity towards bass. Why? Why is that? Or why? Why? Why was that? A, why was that perceived by some folks? 
you know, uh, and I, you know, I've been asked that question so many times and, and, uh, I've, I've told this story, you know, probably more than once, not a lot public, but you know, I'm one of the oldest ambassadors for the Bass brand. Mm -hmm. I've been a member since 1972. I have every magazine since 1972. Ken Duke was at my house one time. You guys know Ken. Oh, yeah. You know, and he was like, nobody has that. And, you know, nobody. I mean, that's, you know, with the exception of maybe the home office. All right. Right. Uh, but I've never had animosity towards bass. Okay. It's a fantastic brand. It's what I grew up with. I just wanted the sport to have an opportunity to grow past what was our current ceiling at the time i don't know if we'll get there or not but it's like everything else you, you're not going to get there if you don't try right right so that's what that's about i also uh multiple times through our growth process have gone to the then current owners of bass to try to form some kind of a partnership find a way to work together uh and that door is always open uh you know Hey, it's, I said this early in the interview, and this is genuine. My revenue opportunities in my other business are multiples of the fishing industry. I ain't in this for the money. Right. And that's a fact. So I'm in it to, to try to, if there is a way that I can contribute to make tournament fishing better for professional anglers, what I get in it for. And so if that if that's, you know, bass, Major League Fishing, us working together, us partnering stuff. I am open to everything we can do, any and all of us that want to work towards making professional bass fishing better. That's what I got in it for. Okay. So, yeah, if that rumor's out there, you couldn't. it couldn't be more incorrect. No animosity, buddy. Let's just let's push the sport forward together, individually, with three new people, whatever it takes. Let's let's go, man. Sure. Well, that's that, that's the premise of this conversation is, is to get, yep. you know, get down to the bottom of some of these things and and answer some questions. Guys, David, Kenneth, what else do you have real quick? Um, I, I guess if I had to end with something, I'll end this way. Um, I will. Uh, and I don't, I don't, it doesn't seem to be a problem, but I will encourage you to continue with the, the, the BFLs the way they are. To me, that is a, that is a special group. There, there, there is no equal to it. There is, there are no other options for those anglers. Um, there's a few people over the years that have tried, but they failed miserably. Um, so, you know, please continue to, to, to stay focused there. Keep the All-American as the All-American. That's that's that has a lot of history. It needs to to continue, and and I feel the same way about the Toyota series. I think the Toyota series is a, is a very good series. I fish it myself, and obviously I I, I do it because I think it's a really good series. But uh, you know that's kind of the the foundation um, uh, of of or what I think is the, the true foundation of your business. If those two series are strong, then I think your business has a chance to be profitable down the road. Well. Thank you for that. I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, the uh, we have no plans to change either one of them. <laughs> so if that helps any, and I think you're uh, especially on the Toyota series, the participation we had, you know, with six divisions, the Toyota series, and a few fish of you know, I mean, we were over full everywhere. It, it was crazy, you know, the, the the last couple of years. And I and I know that COVID, the opportunity for people to get out, contributed to that as well. But we're seeing that. 
you know, moving into 23 as well. So, um, yeah, we don't mess with what's working and we love, we love being part of it. And those, then those guys. So we'll do our very best to, you always want to be open-minded to make improvements, but don't mess with it if it's working. So I get it. Yeah. 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 All right, David. Uh, just a quick question more, but, uh, you know, I've been a fan of the uh, MLF TV product from since the beginning. I paid for that service way back when, but, um, but, you know, just watching the Bass Boat Tour, the only thing, I guess, as a fan watching the sport, I mean, watching the action, I guess, is just seeing like, you know, I guess guys that are leading their qualification group on day two and then just backing off and, uh, you know, just, I guess, quote unquote, practicing or whatever, or saving fish. But have you guys thought about ways to kind of, get those anglers to, I mean, I don't, like, I guess maybe as a, as a, as a viewer, if, if it's foot on the throat type of thing, and these guys just lack the field over and over, I kind of want to see that versus, cause I mean, yeah, you do get the, the, the entertainment part of the guys that are on the, on the bubble trying to get in. But I, I mean, I would still like to see that the guys that are leading it, that they're on it, on it, you know, but is, have you guys looked at ways of trying to, or incentives, whether it's points, better uh, payout or something like that for guys to continue to fish the whole entire duration uh, of each competition day? Yeah, that's a good question, David. That is something we've talked a lot about. If you remember from the way we started, it didn't matter at all in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Last Starting last year, we put into effect that the winner could advance directly to the championship. Mm -hmm. It was for the very purpose you mentioned so that we do have a horse race going at the top to try to win something, which is automatic advancement to the championship. So that was the reason for that. What it really did was you've got about three guys maybe that are fighting up there. We still do have that group. That's you know, I'll call it that safety zone from about fifth to 12th, you know, that have an opportunity. It is very different. It, uh, hey, fishing are every fish counts format. I can't express enough until you get a chance to fish it, how different it is than what we've done so long fishing five fish. And you really have to restructure the way you fish. It's not the same. It's just it's it's uh, it's completely different. I don't know any other way to say it. It's it's more intense. You never have safety generally. I mean, if you're fifth and you got, you can, but it isn't often. Most of the time you're in jeopardy and it just raises the stakes. Uh, it's a crazy event to be in, but, but I, I hear you, uh, but I don't know how to fix that with the exception of, of advancing that one angler that does keep the top three guys with their foot down on the gas. The rest of the guys, you know, that fifth to tenth, fifth to twelfth, they're probably practicing. Although, I've been in that position too. Hey, up at Malax, uh, going with it, I was an hour into the third period on my qual second qualifying day. Okay, I'm in eleventh with a thirteen pound cushion. Pretty good place, right? And I chose to practice another area of Malax. And I ran over there, and, I, and I, you guys don't remember the event, but I do because I was in it. <laughs> and I start, and I didn't catch one. I'm looking, and I can't find it. And I start tumbling, and I lost that 13-pound cushion. I ran all the way back across Malax and to catch one three-and-a-half-pounder and barely got in. I finished 20th, and I left with an hour-and-a-half left. I'm in, I'm in uh, I believe 11th place, maybe 12th place, 13 pound cushion. So 
you, you know, don't catch, catch the chickens before they hatch. You better put some big weight up there if you're going to take that risk. I almost screwed it up. It's definitely uh, – it's definitely. I will tell you this, too. One thing you guys do a great job of is uh, the text messages. I'll get a text message with about 30 minutes to go in the final period, you know, notification on my phone, and it's like, well, I got to go watch to see who's on the bubble or who's not or who's, who's in, who's out. Yeah. And uh, I may have to mute it from time to time because I'm not, you know, some of your, you know, commentators, but I, I, I do watch it and it's, um, it, it makes for a good product. It does, you know, at times. Yeah. So for sure. Kenneth, do you have something else or are you good? I, I think he, he pretty much answered most of the ones that I had from, you know, from early on. So okay. I, All right. Well, boy, we've kept you long enough. We appreciate your time. Uh, we really do. And um, the opportunity to speak to you and to go through these and, and your candidness on these questions and really just kind of, you know, dialing this up for us and make it to where we understand it a little better. And hopefully our listeners will as well and our viewers and whatnot. So, again, thanks for your time and uh, good luck with this. And we look forward to seeing how it all plays out. And um, if we don't see it in the water, I'm sure we'll see you at Redcrest next year. So. Awesome, Chris. I appreciate it, David. Uh, Kenneth, all of you, thank you so much for the time. Always a great opportunity to get a chance to, you know, tell it from our side. That's it. That's all we needed. Yeah. So, but thanks again so much. We'll talk to you soon. Have a great weekend. Yep. Thank you guys. See you. Thank you. Well, guys, there he is. Boyd Duckett, president, CEO, Major League Fishing. Is it everything we thought it would be and more? David? Ken, I know you got to go, so why don't you answer that first? I know you got a, you got another another call. You got to jump on. Well, um, it, you know, it's one thing to to see press releases and kind of form your own opinion, and you you know you wonder what's going through people's minds. But then when you really hear him talk about you know their thought process and why they do it and all that, and, and I I do think, and I I kind of I'd kind of come to the conclusion part of the way myself. But when you really compartmentalize what was going on there, and he explained it, you know, the invitationals are not an extra tour. Right. You know, and when you really view it as it, it really is an opportunity for those guys that if, they're, if their goal is to make the BPT, there is their opportunity. They don't have to worry about anything else. That is their opportunity. That's, that's, that's the avenue to get there. Now, it's, it's 150 spots fishing for eight spots into the BPT. It's still a small percentage of guys that make it, but but there it is. Right. It, it will be interesting to see going forward how many anglers are actually going to be willing to join that for that process. And we don't know that. It's, you know, time will tell. Right. Right. No, I, when he, you know, he probably could have led with that. And the conversation would have been 10 minutes, but, uh, you know, getting, you know, when, you know, looking at it, it made light bulbs went off over my, you know, dumbass head over here. When, uh, when he said that it's not a tour, it is not designed to be a tour. It is strictly a qualifying set of events to get you in the Bass Pro Tour for those guys that want to be professional anglers, much like the opens guys bitched about the opens. You have to fish nine to get into to, to the elites. To qualify, it's built for guys that want to be a professional fisherman. Right. We, we read that quote and, from Brian Brash the other day. So, and if that and if that really is your goal, you you need to be prepared to fish a lot of events and go through that process to get there. Yeah, yeah. I, I hear a lot of guys say, "Well, you know, it's it's the working man. It's not the working man's deal." Well, you truthfully, it never has been the working man's no, deal. No, it hasn't. It, 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 hasn't. It, it is the working man's if you have a certain type of work where you can fish. 
and have the income at the same time. Well, the old FLW tour was right when they finished one event a month and you could go back to being a plumber or, you know, putting down hardwood floor, whatever you did in the other three weeks. But yeah, but you still had to, had to still be, had take to that time off. You did. So, so the, the key and, you know, it's always changed the process for, you know, if you're a young guy and you're thinking, what does it take to be a professional fisherman? That there are some things that have always been the same since the seventies, but then there's a lot of things that have changed. Obviously the amount of money it takes right now, our current economy, you know, the way it is, the travel, the gas, the entry fee expenses, that's a lot of expense up front to do this. You really need to, to prepare yourself. This isn't something you just go do and it happens automatically. Right. Uh, and I hear a lot of guys still claim that, hey, sponsorship dollars far outweigh, you know, what these guys win. That's not really the case. There's only a small, very small percentage of guys that really are have, you know, really good sponsorship packages. So if you're out there and you're young and this is what you want to do, you need to create a way to 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 have income outside of just tournament winnings or just sponsors, whether it's what I mean, a fairly new avenue. Guys have been doing it for a while now, but you know, YouTube, things yeah. like that. There are ways that you can create content and have a way to get paid for that. And then that process is getting harder and harder as more people do it, but it's out there. Or you can create your own business, you know, start your own business, you know, create a way to where you can have that income. Someone else is helping you create income while you're off fishing. Whatever that is for you, you've got to figure out that, you know, and, and kind of create your own avenue. And the guys that are there, that's what they've done. They've created their own avenue. If we had 20 professional guys in here to tell us their whole story, there may be a couple that are that are, that are the same, but the majority of them are completely different on how they got there. Yeah, yeah, I agree. All right, you've got, a, you've got another call to jump on. David, you and I will wrap this up. But before we let you go, Kenneth, what do you, what do you always have to say? Don't take it personal. And there you go. Thanks, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. David, give me your thoughts. Uh, you guys have reiterated, you know, the whole thing. I mean, Boyd made it very clear about the whole, this is just a strictly qual uh, qualification way of getting into BPT. But again, to kind of add to what you guys are talking about, if it's a worry for the working man, there's only six events compared to Bass, the open side, there's nine events that if you want to qualify to fish the, well, hopefully, hopefully try to qualify to fish the elites. There's, there's nine events there. So if you're someone who's got limited time off, there's, that's three less events that you've got to plan for. So, um, so, I mean, there's that benefit there, I guess you could say, if you're, if you're going, if you want, if your goal is to qualify for the Bass Boat Tour, but um, no, it's definitely good to get, you know, he filled in a lot of the the cracks that, or the openings that we saw there with, the, with all the gaps, I guess you'd say. So, I mean, it was very informative to really understand their process, their thought process of why they chose to go that route with uh, getting rid of the pro circuit and, uh, and, and bringing in the invitational. So no, nothing, uh, nothing else. I mean, it was just like very informative for me. It was, I, I agree. And you know, it, it changes my perception a lot of major league fishing. Um, and, you know, I've reached out in the past um, to try to have Boyd on, and it, it hasn't worked out. I'm glad that it has now. Uh, it has changed my perception. Um, I'm not a fanboy. Please don't, please don't mistake me, but I'm not a hater either, and I've always said that, right? I'm pro-fishing. Yep. And um, his willingness to come on, talk to us, as casual as he was, 
um, and, you know, sit back. I mean, we, we had an hour with him. I mean, he's a busy man, right? And he, he made it pretty evident that, uh, you know, by him saying it's not a tour, it's not designed to be a tour, it's a qualifying aspect, I get that, right? Um, things change, right? I mean, back in 2000, I was working for AutoZone Corporate, and I was handed a book one day called Who Moved My Cheese? It's a book about change, right? I didn't know if I was getting fired or what, but I had to read a book. It, and in corporate business world, I had to read a book. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not in school anymore. I don't need to do a book report, right? I had to read a book. It's all about change. We have to adapt to change. We have to understand the change. I'm 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 at fault for not understanding the change. I'm I'm OG bass, five fish, you know, bring them in alive. Let's weigh them, accumulative weight. And I have bitched and I have moaned about issues and things that have come up. Are there things I don't agree with still? Yes. Uh, but did, you know, did Boyd shed some light on, on some of this stuff for me? Yes. The only thing I forgot to do was to mention to him to tell his dentist friend to take it a little bit easier on my teeth. That's it. <laughs> you know, I'm just kidding. She, she's a sweetheart when she's, yeah, anyway, she's a sweetheart. But no, great conversation. I hope you folks are listening, enjoyed it. If you have comments about it, 901-493-0437. That's the X-Zone Hotline brought to you by Trickstep. I'd love to know your thoughts. For those of you who sent in questions, who had questions to ask, thank you. We appreciate that. I'll be sending out some uh, Sportsman's Warehouse gift cards for you guys here pretty quick. So look for those, those in your text messages. And uh, finally, as we wrap this up, this show was brought to you by our friends at Rely on Lithium Batteries. As an angler, your time on the water as your most valued asset. Your boat needs reliable batteries for starting and running your rig and equipment, shorter charge times, and more usable capacity without the late-day voltage sags means you can spend more time chasing that fish of a lifetime. Learn more about it at RelyOnLithium.com. And, uh, yeah, use code Angler's Channel for a little bit of a discount there as well. And free shipping becomes in handy. So, David, do you want to give your tournament spill real quick? We had, we've had a few come in. Yeah, I'm, I've been – I do apologize. I've been trying to be on top of the the MLF ones first. But definitely shoot your calendar over to me. Uh, like I said before, fall, winter leagues, uh, 2023. Uh, shoot them over dxiong at anglerschannel.com and uh, it'll definitely help me. If you get them to me, uh, the sooner the better because it'll definitely help me with the workload. But uh, shoot them over and we'll definitely uh, put them up on our tournament calendar. And again, big thanks to Joe Opogger with Major League Fishing for getting this set up for us, for getting us to talk to, uh, to Boyd and to have him on again. An hour, a full hour on a Friday afternoon is a big deal. So we really appreciate him. And also thanks to Joe for sharing all of the schedules. I've got the invitational schedule here. If you really want to know what it is, I'll sell it to you. Because <laughs> it won't come out till Monday, I think. I don't know when it's going to come out. Let's see. Coming out. Eh, this will be out early next week. So if you really want to know, I'll sell it to you. 901 493 I'm kidding, Joe. I'm not going to sell it. I'm just kidding. Let me know. I'll sell it. Um, but go ahead, David. Uh, oh, besides that uh, – you got a uh, guess as as we record this one week left to enter the Revita Outdoors giveaway. Yes, twenty five hundred bucks. Twenty five hundred dollar Revita Outdoors giveaway. That's right. Yep. Best way to get there: go to anglerschannel.com, click on contest, upper right hand corner, click on the Revital Outdoors fishing giveaway. Get signed up. You can't win if you don't play, right, David? 
I can't win, you know. I did, even though I did sign up. So. <laughs> hey, I got a box. I I did get a box today. I got my soft gels back. I got some more CBD cream and my dogs. I need got, some of that sports cream. <laughs> it's good. It's really good, right? I I I had to limb a few trees this morning, and I'm a little. As you can see, I got a little cut on my face up here. I had one hit me in the face. That's I, I was wearing my safety goggles, um, but uh, got got a little limb. But uh, my dogs are going to have a great evening. Well, I, maybe I will because they're going they're going to have their CBD dog treats here in just a little bit, and they'll be good. Guys, have a great weekend. Thanks for hanging out with us. We'll be back on Wednesday of next week with another show. And uh, again, thanks to Joe. Thanks to Boyd for, uh, for David. I'm Chris Brown. Guys, we'll see you later. Thanks for listening to this week's Angler's Channel Insider Podcast. Brought to you by Under Armour Fish, Costa Sunglasses, Pro Charging Systems, X-Zone Lures, and Trickstep. Visit anglerschannel.com, your number one bass fishing tournament resource.